Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chase Thomas podcast, where I'm still the aforementioned Chase Thomas Warren, coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee. Everything School HQ with the NFL Super Friends, which could be our last show ever because Evan Swords of 49ers Hub. I, I don't know what to expect from Evan on this very podcast. I don't know if the 49ers have broken him over the last 48 hours. I don't know what uh, we have in store for uh, this very show. Jared Bailey of USA Today is here. JP Acosta of SB Nation is here. And the man of the hour because his franchise um, moved on from uh, a quarterback that they traded three first round picks for, traded up, was the guy and is no longer the guy and is i guess seen around the league as not a guy because that was a qb2 trade for a certain north dakota state product who will now be backing up Dak prescott for the foreseeable future shout out to will greer uh maybe he gets on i don't know where he goes but good preseason from him uh evan we have to start with you how are you i'm broken defeated <laughs> tired sad not surprised, uh, not confused. Um, you know, if, if you've been a 49ers fan, what I'd like to call mm. the second generation 49ers fan, right? There was essentially what I call BR, right? Before rings. So, mm. uh, you know, if you think about like 19, it was like, you know, 1998, 2003, right? It was really before, the, you know, 95, I'd say, before rings. Um, that was the good times, right? That was uh, what your father's 49ers fans remembered. Uh, the two best quarterbacks, uh, one of, you know, two of Steve Young's. I'm so, I can't do this, dude. I'm so annoyed right now. <laughs> Dog, we literally traded three first round picks and a third round pick or for nothing. Literally nothing. And all anyone wants to say is, well, the team's still good. Like, no one can just in good faith talk about how 
earth-shatteringly terrible that trade was. How that because Kyle Shanahan is a good offensive play caller, they just absolve him from the worst trade of maybe the entire 21st century. I I don't know if I'm there. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Everyone wants to talk about all these bad trades and all Hmm. they're not even the 40. The problem that I have is we're not done yet. Everyone's like, oh, well, Trey Lance is gone. Yes, but it's not the worst trade ever. The 49ers are about to make Nick Bosa the highest paid defensive player in the NFL. They already have Fred Warner, George Kittle, Trent Williams, all those contracts locked up. They still are going to need to pay Brandon Ayuk, which they might not be able to. They were going to need those three first-round picks for really anything, but certainly for young, talented rookie players that would be cheap. The 49ers could have potentially, with the right first-round draft picks, won one, two, three Super Bowls. How many Super Bowls with the right picks over the course of those three years, right? Because they were only a Jimmy Garoppolo sale of, to Emmanuel Sanders away from a, a Super Bowl, right? They, they, were, they were one interception from Jimmy Garoppolo away from going to the Super Bowl again, which they – very well could have won too. Everyone wants to talk about just the Trey Lance. Well, yeah, it was a bad trade, but you guys are good now. Well, that window just got immensely smaller and tighter because you take all of your resources and you trade it for a quarterback. Troy Smith has more snaps for the 49ers than Trey Lance. That is kind of hilarious. That is brutal. I'm also not going to pretend that I remember that Troy Smith was a 49er. My only recollection of Troy Smith is a Raven. I did not know he was a Niner. Yo, yeah, trust me. I remember. 49ers fans remember because that was really. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I hate it. I hate this circumstance because Kyle Shanahan has created this little insulated bubble where he is completely without getting criticized. He's got John Lynch as his little GM who, if anything goes wrong, you're like, well, he's not the GM, even though Kyle's the GM. Kyle's clearly making all of these decisions. And then you have an assistant GM under John Lynch, who's really the person that's probably making a lot of the picks and Adam Peters doing a lot of the work, right? Adam Peters is a very... Very good GM. Probably why they're getting all these great picks in the the fifth round, the sixth round, or the last round, or the last pick of the of the entire draft. So Trey Lance got traded to the Cowboys for a fourth round pick. There is nowhere a 49ers fan would have wanted him to go less. It's not even. A, I remember when I right away I was like, oh, that's actually a decent spot for him. And then, like, I had three seconds to emotionally think about that. Like, no, that's a terrible spot. Not only is Trey Lance not going to be a 49er, he's got to go to the Cowboys and sit under uh, the he's QB3 behind Cooper Rush. You said he's going to back up Dak. He's not backing up Dak. He's backing up Cooper Rush. And then he has Schottenheimer and Mike McCarthy as coaches. Well, Dak was out here calling plays this week, so it might be Dak OC. You know what? You know what else Dak was saying in interviews? 
politely, why the hell did they Dak was trade not happy? Him? No, not happy. he was very unhappy. Can I say this though in defense of Kyle and and John? Yeah, oh boy. sure, Bo. So they here's one of the things the that I think is funny. Where the overreaction because everyone's got the takes and everyone's ready to just unleash fury because uh, it, it felt like this was building. Like we all kind of knew this was going to be the end result. Here was that Trey was not going to be the guy here long term. And I've said this from the moment Brock Purdy was good at the end of last year, where I was like, that ship has sailed. He's he's carrying himself as QB one. He's too good. They're not going to move off this kid until he fails. And maybe they keep Trey around uh, long enough to get another shot because Brock Purdy fizzles out. But I had a hard time believing that they were going to go back. I just I, I had a hard time believing it. Moving that aside, though, when people talk about Kyle and John, and you mentioned that Kyle is one of the best play callers in football. He's been to the Super Bowl. He's been to three of the last four uh, NFC title games. He has hired extremely well. They have hired DCs extremely well. Offensive staff. They made great trades. Trent Williams has been a huge contributor. They add uh, Hargrave this uh, offseason. You drafted well. You've drafted Fred Warner. You've drafted uh, Hafunga. You've drafted George Kittle. You've made a great trade in McCaffrey. That was a big swing, and it's worked out. You drafted Debo, and that's worked out really well. Brandon Ayuk looks like a good player. That's another good win. I mean, I think by and large, he's hit on so... He and this front office, Peters and company have hit on so many other things. Bosa, obviously, being the biggest one, where it's like they have That's hired not the well. biggest one even remotely well. That's, yeah. That, and that's that the was, least impressive. He was impressive. like a third overall pick. Well, he no, was the first, I mean, look at was, Chase was, Young. It's gone the other way with Chase Young in no, Washington. That, and he was a better Chase Young shredded his entire knee. Yeah, well, what I'm saying is, like, still, he does, like, they took Nick Bosa, and Nick Bosa's been awesome. So what I'm saying is, like, you could have picked somebody else. You didn't have to pick Nick Bosa. You could have picked somebody else. It's not like they had to do that. But what I'm saying is, like, ultimately, the reason Kyle and John have a job is because they are still one of the best well-run teams and well-run organizations in the sport that missed on a quarterback who hadn't gotten really any college snaps that we hadn't seen a lot, who was always going to be the biggest wild card. But it, it reminds me of like, hey, this is probably the hardest one to hit on. Like this is one of the most difficult things to nail is the franchise quarterback. And they have nailed so many other you, positions and so many other spots that like, yeah, no. if you move on from them, that's insane because this is an insane run that they're on and they have a dynasty. I understand no titles, but they have the NFC on lock and have Real had quick, it on lock for you want to say dynasty. Now. I was going to let you finish, but you said dynasty. JP, you're the youngest one here, right? Uh-huh. What's the name of the head coach for the Bills that lost four Super Bowls? Nobody else say it. I know. Can I know I you know. No. Oh. I don't you know. don't know? I don't know. Oh, you're telling me you don't know? He went to four Super Bowls. That's Jared, right. do you know? No yes, one. Know. Okay. No, yeah. no one knows or cares about a guy that almost did it. I think so, Bills fans love him. And also, and also I like Molly, Yeah, he's great. Well, we can't really no, call I'm not talking, I'm not talking about whether or not Bills fans like him. You're like over I mean, here. Even with – you know, the, whole point, hold on. the whole point of this is you cannot laud Kyle Shanahan the way that you want to do it for Andy Reid or Bill Belichick. Wait, why not? It took Andy Reid 15 years. We used to talk about Andy Reid like yeah, this, this until way. he got Patrick Mahomes and won a Super Bowl. When he was going and you to, saw how hard it was for Andy Reid to get a quarterback. That's why they got Patrick. rid of him Philadelphia. I but I understand that. But my point is, is Kyle hasn't won yet. Yeah, and in, and it, it seems if anyone has watched Kyle with the 49ers, the common denominator for what he's going to need is a quarterback. 
So if you're going to trade up for th with three first round picks to get a quarterback, maybe make sure you know what you're doing. Because if your goal is to pick a quarterback who is of all of the ones available, the biggest project, maybe sit down for five minutes and go, do we have the patience for a project? What is the worst case scenario? If it takes three years, can we wait three years? You know what should have happened? Matt Ryan should have followed Kyle immediately to San Francisco. No, what that trade should have happened. What should have happened is Trey Lance should have started from day one. Mm. I think. I think the biggest thing here, first of all, both things can be true. This was the dumbest trade. This is the worst <laughs> trade in modern NFL history. Agreed. Just mainly off of the fact that you traded three first round picks for a guy who didn't didn't play bad. He just didn't play. I think that's the thing that hurts the most. He did not play a game or multiple. He did not start for a whole season, whether that be because of injury or just because he was shit out of luck. He didn't play. It's the worst trade in modern NFL history. Second of all, the other thing that can be true is the Niners are probably going to be fine in the short term. That's just because of the insulation that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have built for this team. The biggest thing here is Kyle Shanahan has shown with the quarterbacks that he's worked with, the quarterbacks that he hasn't. He wants control. He wants to user NPC this quarterback. <laughs> Trey Lance was not going to do that. I said it on Twitter when it happened. The whole timeline is so weird to me because they saw Josh Allen obliterate their team in 2020. Mm -hmm. We're like they wanted a Josh Allen style of quarterback, someone who did not need to be Madden usered. Like you're playing uh, Madden 23, 24, whichever one just came out. So you go and get Trey Lance, a guy that hasn't played a lot, but you sit him. The biggest reason we have Josh Allen now is because Josh Allen from 2018, who stunk at football, existed. Of course, there is no, there's no precedent for what happened with Josh Allen. You can't replicate that. But – if you're going to do it, you need to let the guy play. You cannot be scared of him failing, and you cannot be scared of the offense suffering as a result of that. He's already going to have a job. He'll be fine. But the way that they've insulated this offense and the way that they've insulated this team, their belief is that, yeah, Kyle can just use her NPC, this quarterback, all the way to a Super Bowl, which I'm questioning because Brock Purdy, I don't know if Brock Purdy can do it. I'm sorry. We saw seven games of him, and I still don't think Brock Purdy is like you're. You're hitching this entire function to Brock Purdy. If you don't win a Super Bowl in this window because you hitched your wagon to Brock Purdy, it will be one of the most one of the biggest failures. You know what the biggest problem that I have with that is too, and I understand Trey wanted to trade. Right. Trade is like, get me out of here. You guys do this to me. Get me out of here. I understand that. But when you have immediate data that you can go back on, you can go. Jimmy Garoppolo played un an unbelievable five games when they first traded for him against really good teams. Right. The, you know, the Titans at the time, the Jaguars, et cetera. And they signed him, made him the highest paid quarterback in the league at that moment. Everyone thought it was a great deal. Everyone thought, and then something happened, and we all know the Jimmy G story. So how on earth do you look at what happened there and go, we need to call Brock Purdy the guy immediately? Not only do you know what like they could have done? 
They literally could have done everything that they've done so far. Sign or sign Sam Bradford or excuse Sam Bradford, Jesus. Sam Darnold. Yeah, I'd sign Sam Bradford. Right? Underrated. They could have said, hey, we're going to make this an open competition. Open competition. And don't say a word. Don't answer questions about how everyone's doing. Just say Brock Purdy did great last year, but we traded three first round draft picks for Trey Lance. So we're going to make it an open con- competition. No one, Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, their agents, the fans, no one would have been like, hmm, nah, I don't, I don't, that doesn't make sense to me. That You could have done that. And then you could have been like, oh, Brock Purdy won week one. And you could have let it play out. It should have done the college football thing, Jim Harbaugh, where Jim Harbaugh plays three different quarterbacks to start the year just to see. Like you get uh, Sam gets a start, Jay, uh, Brock gets a start, and Trey gets a start. That would be must-see television. I, I would think, love that. God, that would have been awesome. I they would have been amazing. They should have had uh, Trey and Sam both get a go, both get a, a full preseason game, the first two, and then like give Brock snaps at the end. But anyway, also, my, can we please cancel the preseason? As someone who just watched his team play his starters, um, exactly one series, basically, great stuff all around. Glad we're doing this. Glad that that's all happening because that I, I I that was great. Enjoyed I just it all. Want, I just want to wrap it wrap it up because I I don't want to be the only reason we're talking or talk. Keep talking this is a huge this. story, Evan. Like this is a I, gigantic story. But it's just right now. the the four, like Kyle Shanahan made every single thing happen all on his own. He was the one that was like, Rock Party's the guy. He was the one that like was just saying, just I just constantly. I mean, he cultivated this entire circumstance to the point where Trey Lance's agent is leaking that Sam Darnold's going to be QB two and forcing a trade like winning cures all. And Kyle is one of the best head coaches in the NFL. I, I mean, the shit show isn't a requirement. It doesn't have to come with all this drama like it's some telenueva. Like, it's not needed. And now again, like always with Kyle Shanahan, it has to be a Super Bowl win or not. Because, it again, like just like JB I don't think said, it has to be a Super Bowl win. I just think they have to be contenders again. And have to be contenders for the next couple not, years. If, it's not if, enough if, to do that. No, 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 no. no. Why? no you're, 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 you're talking about you something separate. You want to know, you want to know why? It's not if a- they're going to, if if the Brock Purdy experiment ends without a Super Bowl, I, I think that's just hard. You, that's you I, I don't know. know like only one team wins. The Chiefs exist. You want to know why it's not enough to win a Super Bowl? Not even. You know why it's not enough to make a Super Bowl? Because they've had the best defense in the league for four years. They've had yeah. the most talented skill position group in the NFL for damn near two years. And every year, it's because of the quarterback that they don't make the, either don't make the Super Bowl or don't win the Super Bowl. Remember, they didn't want to give up a, as much as they were, that they were supposed to give up for Tom Brady. They actively decided not to go get Tom Brady. But can't you see from Kyle's perspective where it's like, obviously a 23 happened, but he basically Chase, he let me say this as clear as Matt possible. Ryan to Super Bowl no, almost no. got Jimmy Garoppolo to a Super Bowl like an airmail like he was very very close from That's having Jimmy problem. Garoppolo would, and Matt you, Ryan both winning would, a Super Bowl under his watch a Falcons what fan who watched the 28 and three collapse would understand the concept of not understanding but it didn't fall on Matt Ryan is what I'm saying percent. you can go back through though Super Bowl loss was not on Matt Ryan at all yeah, yeah but what we're saying is the Super no, Bowl loss to the Niners was on the quarterback. Yeah, I don't. Like, but, 
He's also got him there. It was one throw though, right? Like, do we still say all this if he hits Congra- Manuel Sanders? Congratulations. I don't know if you mean, do you believe any of this or are you just Congratulations. I do believe this. Almost making it. Yeah. Nobody remembers almost. Marv Levy. Like you, Marv Levy. you have to win. You you have designed this team to win a Super Bowl now. Yeah. This, this team is talented enough to win a Super Bowl now. Every year it is win a Super Bowl. If That's you don't probably- do it, like real quick, guys, do I take Jamar Chase, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler? I have the number three pick. Ooh, Chase. I go McCaffrey. Uh, McCaffrey or Chase is gone, so I'm. I guess I'm taking McCaffrey. I would go McCaffrey would scare me, but I guess I go. McCaffrey, uh, McCaffrey scares me. Trust me. Well, the thing with Chase is Burrow's going to be out for at least like the first four weeks of the season because of that calf uh, injury. Oh, is he going to be out four weeks? Well, they said like they're playing it slow, like they're. Like J- Jamar's like, yeah, I don't want Joe coming back unless he's 100%. And the way the schedule's set up, they can kind of coast. Is, our, is Austin Eckler going to be as dominant as he has been? Is he still? I don't know if they're going to check it down as much. That's the thing. I got to take McCaffrey, don't Did I? Did they take a running back in the draft this past year? I feel like they did. No. Didn't they add someone to that room? Who else got added to that room? It's not just it Eckler anymore. I took McCaffrey. That breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's change gears a little bit here. So we'll see what happens by and large. It's fascinating. I think the it's going to be funny Niners fans being angry and also just like angrily going 13 and four. And they're like, all right, well, our season, we'll figure it out in January. <laughs> what, uh, whether or not this is all worth it, but, um, a fun series that we did last, uh, last week that, um, put some jaws in the floor with Bill Belichick getting fired in the middle of the year um i thought this would be fun obviously no but what if part two um here and i think uh y'all like this a lot and uh the listeners like this a lot so this is a very popular segment that i wanted to uh bring back and i think we start here this is going to be a little bit different the titans win double digit games obviously no obviously no but what if the Titans win double-digit games. Because we've done this before, where we've written off the Titans, we've said they're dead, and then they just keep rising from the ashes. What if Mike Brabel, who I think is a top-five coach in this league still, I think there's still a team that top the five? defense is going to be top-ten. I think Brabel's a top-ten guy. Or top-five guy. He's gotten so much out of these Titans teams. I, I I'll lend... give you top-ten. He ain't top-five. Wait, sh- wait Mike, hold on. Mc- McVay, Shani, Tomlin... Bray, uh, Belichick and I don't Reed. think he's about, hold on where are we at with Belichick right now don't do this <laughs> don't do that don't don't do that don't where are we do at that. the answer is seven Super Bowls that's I just the answer. fired him in the middle of the year at. this year I, I fired him in the middle of the season last week don't so let, I don't know don't let Belichick the GM yeah like, cloud your eyes from the fact that's that Bill Belichick the coach is still one of if not the best coach in the league that's fair well, he's. Uh, I'll I'll revise my statement. Y'all swayed me. Top. 10. I mean, I'm kind. I'm kind of chase team chase with there because the best coach in the league has had two seven win te- two seven win seasons in the last three years. So I'm I'm kind of over the. I mean, we've been over this on the show yeah. before. So I'm kind of lean. I'm team chase on that. But obviously no. But like, if the Titans do win double digit games, how does that change just how we look at them, and what does that mean for the rest of the AFC this year? If that's what happens. What does that mean for the Jaguars? What does that mean for some of these AFC teams? Because if they are able to pivot, Derrick Henry's healthy. That offensive line plays a little bit better than we expected. They play some Alabama murder ball. And for whatever reason, it's enough to win 10 games, 17 to 13. And we hate every bit of it. Ryan Tannehill plays in all 17 games. Like, 
I don't think it's likely, but I think there's like a 10-ish percent chance that it could happen. And I think that's enough to be like, hmm, I, I just, I'm, there's part of me that doesn't want to just say the Titans are going to be awful. There's just some part of me that I can't, I can't get there. Jared, you uh, should answer it since you haven't spoke yet. I haven't. Um, if that does happen, it's because one, their front seven is just awesome. And we know that their front seven is awesome. I mm. love everything about their defensive line. They're nasty. They eat dudes alive up front. It's the past defense that everybody's concerned about, and rightfully so, because it was horrible, especially down the stretch last year. Um, if that does happen, I think it's similar to what you pointed out. It's going to be a bunch of low-scoring, grimy, like 1960s football where Derrick Henry looks like the Derrick Henry of old. I think Ty J. Spears would be uh, a nice contributor for the offense a little bit. He had a great preseason, right? Didn't he lead the very, preseason yards in rushing or very something? Very great preseason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what it's going to go through. It's going to run through, okay, yeah, the offensive line gelled together. They brought on a few different pieces, and all of it seemed to work out. Derrick Henry looks still looks really good. And Tajay Spears was a really nice change of pace back. They they really run it through the run game, and Spears gets his carries, but is also you know a threat as a receiver out of the backfield. And then Traylon Burks takes a little bit of a step step forward. DeAndre Hopkins is there. You know he's he's still looking like him, at least you know like eighty five percent of the D hop that we know. I, I don't think it's completely out of the question that the Titans are still relevant for the reasons you pointed out. Rabel's a really good coach. Um, and their defensive front is really good. It's just, okay, how good is this pass defense going to be? Can it take any sort of step forward from last year? And can the offense be at least good enough to, to, to grind out games like that? Because if you're Vrabel's a defensive guy, but if your goal is to, especially in the AFC is to limit teams to points rather than try to outscore them you're going to lose that battle nine times out of 10 in that conference. So they have the benefit of playing against two rebuilding teams. I think the Titans are kind of like a rebuilding team themselves. They just won't admit it. But in terms of the Colts and the Texans, maybe, I think the Texans are going to be a little bit better than people think. Um, They might be able to, they might be able to string something together where they surprise people. Do I think it'll happen? No, but is there a path to it happening? Sure. I think Grant Carthon might just double down and be like, we're, we're building through the middle and we're not, we're going to play great defense. Their OC, Tim Kelly, uh, he was with D hop in Houston, right? If I remember correctly, they were, so he's reunited there. I wonder what Skaronsky looks like at left guard. Andre Dillard. <laughs> that's a wild card. Good luck. Yeah, probably not great, but you drafted a guy in the sixth round, Jalen Duncan. Maybe he slides in there. I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know what happens, but is there not a chance like a healthy Derrick Henry, a healthy Ty J Spears, I mean, a healthy Brian Tannehill, a healthy D hop, yeah. and then a top 10 defensive DVOA Titans team? Are we sure that's but, not enough in the AFC South that they win 10 so games? That's asking a lot, not only of DeAndre Hopkins to be healthy, but a 36 year old Ryan Tannehill coming off of ankle surgery behind an offensive line that is suspect at best and will be missing their starting right tackle for the first yeah. four games of the season because of a gambling suspension. It's asking a lot of them. Don't like um, that. First of all, Titans can go to hell. Second of all, um, if if that happens, something had had to have drastically gone wrong for the teams they played before the bye week because mm. they play at New Orleans, gone at home now. against the Chargers, at the Browns, at home against the Bengals, at Indy, and then Baltimore, and that's all before the bye week. Like mm. they that's would a, have. There's to, a chance that's a one in five started. They would best. have to like 
slugfest their way through all of those games for me to kind of be like, ah, you know, I can, I can kind of see it. I just, well, if it were to happen, like, I guess it's more of a testament to how good Mike Vrabel is as a coach and how, how much this Titans offense can really like get out of a DeAndre Hopkins who might not still be like DeAndre Hopkins that we once knew. I, I do want to point this out too, because it, you know, we talk about the schedule, especially the first six games before the bye. I can see a world like you put New Orleans. I don't think New Orleans is going to be anything special. I, I think they could beat the Saints. I think the Browns, we don't know. Could they beat Cleveland? Absolutely. They slugged it out with the Bengals last year. And if Burrow's not there, I don't think that the Bengals are going to win. You, the Chargers. The real Chargers quick, look good. Real quick. Jalen Waddell, De- Devontae Smith, Chris Olave, Jalen Hurts, Travis Etnian. Um, uh, it's Waddle. either between Waddle or Olave. I would go Waddle because I think he's going to generate more explosives. Thank you. Moving on. But that, those first six games, like we talked about, like they would need a lot of things to go right. All four of those teams have a little bit of suspect to them. Like the Chargers on paper every year, we're like, oh man, the Chargers are going to be good. And then by week seven, we're like, what the fuck is wrong with the Chargers? And then the Browns, I'm not banking on anything with the Browns. If anybody is going to disappoint and there's going to be a team in the AFC North that does, I'm banking on it being the team that sucked for the last 20 years. Mm. So can it happen? Like, yeah, it could, especially like, like a point of the Bengals. If Burrow's not there, I think Tennessee wins. I don't know about the Saints. I think Derek Carr's cool. <laughs> I think that Chris Olave's good. Don't love their head coach. Defense has some guys, but I I don't know, man. Saints, Saints don't... I don't, I'm not worried about the New Orleans Saints as a whole. So can they start like four and two and surprise some people? Yeah, and that would be best case scenario. If they can get out of that stretch four and two, I'd be stunned. I would mm. be too. I'm not saying that I think they're going to, but you know, if all of those or at least a few of those teams disappoint and don't look as good as many think that they will, and they kind of get a lucky roll of the dice, I think it'd be similar to the Patriots a few years ago where they went 10 and seven. That wasn't a ten and seven football team. They played a lot of teams who were dealing with. They played the Titans that year when they had when they didn't have AJ Brown, when they didn't have Julio Jones. I'm pretty sure Derrick Henry was hurt that game too. And everybody's like, "Oh my goodness, the New England Patriots! They played like backup teams three out of the last four weeks. Of course they're going to win." So, I think that that's kind of their best case scenario is being the 2021 Patriots, where they're like, "Oh, they got into the playoffs somehow, and then they get just boat raced wild card weekend by an actual team." One more time, 20, 24 seconds left. Chris Olave is still there, but Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, Nahi are all there, and uh, Josh Olave. Allen as well. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd say Olave or Josh Allen. How many quarterbacks have gone already? Oh, Mahomes is gone. I don't know. There's always 10 good high-scoring Nahi? quarterbacks. How many teams are in this league? Don't, don't take a running back. I'd say Olave. I would lean Olave, too. I went Nahi. Oh, That works. Who the hell's Nahi? Najee Harris. Why are you calling him Nahi? I don't know. I think it's fancy. Okay. It is fancy. There you go. Um, JP, obviously not, but what if? Okay, so I had a couple that I've been going back and forth on, but I'm mm-hmm. going to go with the one that I don't think anyone else has uh, chosen or will choose. Okay. Uh, what if Chris Jones does not come back for the entire season? Mm, <laughs> I like this. What, what if... So for anybody who doesn't know, Chris Jones is in the middle of a holdout because he wants to be the highest paid defensive tackle in the league. 
Mm. He should be the highest paid defense tackle in the league. Yeah. You don't get the Chiefs defense, which I think can be very good this season without Chris Jones in the middle of that defense. He's also coming off one of the best seasons, just a, one of the best single seasons for a defense tackle I've ever seen. Mm. So they're they're in a holdout over money right now. He has said that he's willing to wait until week eight. He's willing to hold out until midway through the season, which would be very bad for the Chiefs, especially because of who they play during the first eight weeks of the season. So, like, what if Chris Jones does not come back this season? How much of an impact does that have not only on the Chiefs, but the AFC title picture? I love this one. I love it a lot. Um, I think we're if that does happen, we're going to see the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and the offense revert back to 2021, where they're struggling to win games in the first half of the year. Mahomes isn't as you know, picking apart defenses as we saw in 2022. He's playing a lot of hero ball because, I mean, you might be a little bit higher on the Chiefs. I, I think the Chiefs defense has guys. Don't get me wrong. I like Willie Gay. I like Nick Bolton. I think both of them are really good. That young secondary really outperformed what anybody expected them to do, especially in the playoffs last year. However, I think a, l- <laughs> a lot of what that defense does and a lot of their success is because 95 is getting doubled inside and he's still making an impact. And you take Chris Jones off that defense, the defense is going to be worse. They're going to allow more points. And I think we're going to see Patrick Mahomes, you know, say, all right, fuck it. We're going to have to score here or else we're not going to win. And that's going to lead to, like I said, similar to what we saw in 21, where Mahomes doesn't look as good. The offense isn't as efficient. And it's going to cost them some ball games. If, if he's not there throughout, like, let's say, if he's not there in like the playoffs for whatever reason, they're not getting the AFC title. They're not getting to the Super Bowl. They need him to. He's the second most important player on that team. Also, within the context of this, uh, their schedule opens up very brutal for a team that is going to be missing a star defensive tackle. They open up with Detroit, who will run the piss out of the football. Then they play the Jaguars, who will run the piss out of the football. Then they play the Bears, who really want to run the piss out of the football. Then they go to New York to play the Jets. Then the Vikings, then the Ra- they play the Broncos twice, who have shown they just do not want Russ to throw the football. They're going to run the football a lot. They'll run the Navy offense. They don't care. Then they, in between the Denver games, they play the Chargers, and then they play Miami. You're going to need there's, 95. You, there's not an easy game in there. I mean, maybe Chicago, but. You need Chris Jones in the middle of that defense, especially for that stretch of games. And the thing about that, too, is like Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes both took less money than they would have made elsewhere for situations like this to give Chris Jones the money he's, he deserves. And he wants he's saying he wants $30 million a year. He's he's worth that. Give him his money. Like I wrote a story for SB Nation, shameless plug, but Chiefs fans kind of got mad at me for saying like they should give Chris Jones whatever he wants. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, well, what happens if Chris Jones is bad and you have to pay all the other good players on this defense? I'm like, dude. Here's the thing. None of, those, not none of those guys are good unless Chris Jones plays well. And especially, mm. like, the secondary is young. They're on rookie deals. Mm-hmm. The only guys that are really going to be coming up for contracts are Legereus Need, Nick Bolton, and Willie Gay. None of them are garnering ginormous money either. And it would be respectable money, but... Nick Bolton and Willie Gay aren't guaranteed to be re-signed by the Chiefs. They just no. drafted Leo Chanel. Mm. So... <laughs> There's no reason for you not to pay Chris Jones. I get the, oh, he's going to be 30. He's coming off the best season of his career. Like this, this is a no brainer that I think the Chiefs are kind of latching onto and holding on, holding out for. Is no the money reason. crazy? 
Do we not think there is something more like why if you had to guess what what the issue is in the Chiefs front office, why they haven't done it yet? What is the best possible uh, like the best possible reason that you could come up with on their behalf? I think it's the guaranteed money, Hmm. not the would you share that sentiment? Uh, No, not at all. I like I said, blank check sign here. Mm. Get it done. I without a shadow without a second thought if he missed eight games though is that a blessing in disguise where he just doesn't have the wear and tear and they survive without him and then he comes back after they get the deal done and you just have a fully ready to go uh chris jones for the back half of your schedule i get where you're going with this but this is also assuming one the chiefs survive that stretch yeah. like again oh even before like week nine he's coming back against miami Mm. So you have to play Denver twice, the Chargers. You're on the road in New York and Minnesota and Jacksonville. And then you play Detroit and Chicago. Like I said, all those teams outside of like Minnesota really want to run the crap out of the football. And if the Chiefs starters look anything like they did in the preseason, which, yes, I know it's preseason, it might be a little bit of a problem. I- I'll say this. I I don't think the Chiefs, if they're without Chris Jones, they're not going to go like two and six. Yeah, it's not going to be like catastrophic you, you at, at worst i think they're like five and three everybody's asking the same questions they did in 21 we're like oh my goodness are the chiefs regressing and they still made it to you know deep in the playoffs of the ac title game uh as long as they got andy reed a good offensive line in Mahomes, i they'll be fine it's just a matter of once they get deeper into the season once you get in the boat you need 95 and mm. if they don't have him i es- don't think they get back to the super bowl especially in an afc that now has like the murderer's row of quarterbacks. Like yeah. so if you if you make the playoffs and like let's assume that they don't get the one seed, they don't get home field advantage because Chris Jones missed too many games. Right. That means you're playing the wild card against, you know, your two I know that he's not one of the top quarterbacks, but you're gonna have to face the Dolphins offense again, maybe. Yeah. Um you you might have to face uh Justin Herbert, which you might have to face the Jets. You might have to face the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. Any of the AFC North teams. Yeah. Look, man, it's it's not going to be an easy stretch. And for the Chiefs, kind of like the 49ers, this is not just about winning in the regular season. This is about Super Bowls. And you don't win a Super Bowl without Chris Jones. Final thing on this, though. What is the last... Who Who's the comp? Who is the last star defensive tackle like Chris Jones who has moved at this point in their career? Do we have a recent comp right now? To be traded? Yeah. Like defensive player or defensive tackle? Or like defensive, defensive tackle. Lineman. I was going to say like... Mm, Maybe like Edge. Mack you can throw Edge in there. Yet. I was going to say Cleo Mack wasn't quite 30 yet, I don't think. He's still... Would he go for more or less than Cleo Mack right now? More. More. Interesting. It's, I don't know. Actually, I think it's about equal, actually. Hmm. I would have to look for what all he went for, but... I know, I know if lot. I were if I were 31 other teams and they make Chris Jones available for a trade, I would trade everything. I'd hmm. get Omar. I would go down to the south side of Pittsburgh tonight, get an Omar Khan's office, and I will I will make the trade myself. Imagine week two instead of the Jaguars having to face Chris Jones. Now you have Chris Jones. <laughs> oh wow! And you already have like, Chris Jones. You got Trayvon Walker. That's why you drafted number one overall. He can play anywhere in the defensive line. He's, he's not the game wrecker. Not the same. That's, there's levels to this. JP's fantasy booking. Not exactly. This is like when uh 
when Big Show ripped off his shirt in uh and he's series, now. And he's like W he's got ECW on. This is this is exactly what this is. He likes grunge music and jean shorts now because he's extreme. I love that. Jarrett. Yeah. Obviously not. But what if? Yeah, I hate to harp too much more on Trey Lance, but I, it's been racing in my mind. It's this is a twofer, okay? So okay. stick with me. So and I don't want this I don't want this first one to like necessarily happen. So it's just like let's say Dak Prescott gets hurt. Knock on wood, oh, no. not that to happen. Trey Lance looks fantastic. And they go on a Nick Foles-esque run. Trey Lance and the Cowboys win a Super Bowl. Oh my God, Evan! I'm not done. This is I'm not oh done. Oh God! And now you're the Dallas Cowboys. You're like, all right, well, we paid Dak a lot of money, but at, right now we got Trey Lance on a rookie deal. If we can find a team that would accept the majority of this contract, where we don't have to eat so much dead money, we'll be all right. The Arizona Cardinals just hired Ben Johnson as their head coach after an awful season. They're looking to move off of. Hey, they got a lot of money. They can go all in right now. They trade for Dak Prescott. Ben Where Johnson, does Kyler go in this scenario? Kyler Kyler Murray is now in Minnesota with the Vikings after Kirk mm. Cousins went to the San Francisco 49ers because the 49ers had a it was it, it was fine. You know they didn't they didn't win the Super Bowl, but they realized oh, okay wow. maybe Brock Purdy's <laughs> not the guy. Mm-hmm. So the but the big big part of this right now is that what if it. No way, but what if Trey Lance, sort of Dak Prescott's Dak Prescott, because remember, Dak got in because of a Tony Romo injury, and nobody expected him to be good. What if? So, Dak has a $61 million cap pit this mm-hmm. year. That is astronomical for any team to kind of care to put on their, on their books. That's right. That's that was the dead money for Matt Ryan. I'm pretty sure it was very close to that. That's a lot think, of money. Man. I think Matt Ryan's was. I think Matt Ryan's was like 58 million or something like that. Just something absurd. That's, that is a lot of money. That's a lot of money that's going to be thrown around. I, in your scenario, do the Cardinals finish with the number one pick or it doesn't even have to be the Cardinals for some reason. I just wanted to pair Ben Johnson with uh with with Dak Prescott. So Okay, cuz I was going to say if you're choosing between Kyler yeah, if you're choosing Dak between... and first overall pick, that might I'm be taking like Caleb Williams. Yeah, I get. That it. might be one of the most like insane choices for any franchise in You like... can just he can go wherever you want in his mind. I, okay. I just wanted him with Ben Johnson. So I mean, he could go like if Geno underperforms, he can go to Seattle. Uh, he he can go to Minnesota if once uh once the forty once the forty ers get Kirk Cousins or he goes elsewhere put him with Kevin O'Connell so the point is Dak Prescott will be moved to a what team if, of your choosing. What if the Niners and the Cowboys do a little switcheroo? Yo, <laughs> what, what Evan, just do a little listen, switcheroo. Evan, would you listen. not love Dak in a ca- in a Niners uniform? You would love that. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> That would no, be would you really not? Hilarious. How no, would you not enjoy it? Because I, I elite defense, first, top ten quarterback. Listen, in theory, yes, of course. But when you're a Niners fan and you know that everything will go wrong, <laughs> no, because then everything goes wrong with Dak Prescott, and that's just not something I'm willing to do. It would be oh, double, so double negative, maybe two negatives make a positive. That it is true. So People funny. That. So the, the Niners was, did like the worst direct, the worst trade 
and worst draft selection in modern NFL history and fell ass backwards into Dak Prescott. Wouldn't that be hilarious? Oh, but hold on, though, real quick. Cooper Rush is the backup. I mean, you're not going Cooper Rush there. Especially like, Trey Lance. Okay, Cooper then, Rush, then how many games did they win last year with Cooper Rush? He like really... ass and the team played well around him. Did okay, he throw I'll... 20 total passes? Listen to me. Okay. They have Cooper <laughs> well, I'm, Rush I'm in there just... for a game. And do you think – so do, I'm telling you this. Do you, do you think that Trey Lance is going to be QB2? At some point. I'm just, I mean, they played last year in one games with him, regardless of whatever. Like, I, I just – I, I don't even know if Trey Lance, no. if Dak gets injured, he would. I don't know if he sees the. If it, if it makes if it makes this feel better for you, let's say they turn to Cooper Rush in that first game where Dak is injured and he just looks god awful, and everybody at that point are like, okay, you know, we traded a fourth round effing pick for Trey Lance. Why not use him after Cooper Rush just threw like three picks and they get blown out by three touchdowns? This, this is scenario. why you had the emergency quarterback thing, what where mm. the quarterback can like dress out and you don't have to uh, use an active roster spot. For this situation, this is why the Cowboys did that trade. You can dress out Cooper Rush or yeah. Trey Lance, whoever you make QB three, and he's the break glass in case of emergency. That's- can you imagine Cooper Rush is like guiding them? Like Dak goes down at some point, and then Cooper is like at the end, and he's like supposed to start uh, the first playoff game at home, and then he goes down, or he's just bad, and they're just like, all right, we're turning to like it's a playoff game. We have win or lose, like we gotta Trey. Good luck. Your, oh. Here's your Brock Purdy moment with uh, against the Dolphins from last Heineken year. Moment? You're getting thrown into the fire. Let's see how you do. Dude, what What if they give him a rushing, uh, rushing a QB rushing package uh, on the first <laughs> the first drive, just like they Kyle get, did? They get, they give him a... just the just the funniest middle finger to Kyle <laughs> Shanahan. Just Trey Lance scores on a rushing touchdown and just NFL Twitter explodes. Mm. What if? Oh. oh man, even better. What if? What if, okay, let's say Dak goes down the week before the Niners game and the oh, 49ers no. are just beating the piss out, not even beating the piss, but like they're up by, let's say, 13 to like three at halftime. They pull Cooper. Trey Lance leads them on a comeback win. It is that game in in San Fran? Let's look it uh, up. I, let's look it up. Please, he, God in heaven. Be I'm pretty in sure it is. It's in Dallas. Ah, that's unfortunate. The like Niners game. Is in San Francisco. Oh, it is in San Francisco. There you go. It's a primetime game. game. A second half comeback in Levi's on Sunday night football. Trey Lance gets thrown in in the second half, leads the Cowboys to a comeback win against the 49ers in primetime. How hilarious would that be? I mean, I'd be convinced that the NFL is scripted. Even for this segment, Mm. it's so unlikely. (laughs) Can I I also say that Jerry, like, sees Dak as family like i i was going back through because i remember like one of those things you file away is like you listen to how owners talk about guys like right. they the way um arthur blank talked about matt ryan and even michael vick way back in the day like he was so hurt by the michael vick situation and how that ended and how loyal he was to matt ryan i think jerry is like that to his quarterbacks i think he is extremely loyal and when it it says like he sees dak like a family member i think he does and i think even if trey like balled out and did stuff i think he would still lead with dak so counterpoint Mm. uh mike mccarthy has always wanted to develop young quarterbacks and jerry Mm. jones specifically said during the pandemic in 2020 they were in on a certain philadelphia eagles quarterback who he did not mention and they wanted to draft. 
he was also one of the guys that they had on their virtual pre-draft visits. Mm. They've always wanted a project quarterback. This is not like like you can go way back through Mike McCarthy's history. He has always wanted a project quarterback, a quarterback who he can work with and develop to take over the torch when the old quarterback goes to the Jets or something. So (laughs) this is this is that's what Trey Lance is. Trey Lance is essentially if and I'm not saying this is like they're one to one in terms of player. This is not the same player. I'm the same situation. Trey Lance is basically the Dallas Mike McCarthy version of Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. That's that's what's happening here. That he is. I don't think they did this. I don't think they did the selection, but he's their Jordan Love, and that's cool. the same. It's the same kind of situation. He feels more Zach to me than Jordan Love. We're like. Zach, we saw a little bit, and it was bad. Zach, we saw and an you saw entire the talent. season of. Yeah, that's true. We Zach, haven't seen we an entire season good. of Trey Lance. I we would just, just bet against both at this point. I would say probably it's just it. These stories usually don't end well. Maybe Look, it does. Man. Probably not. I'll, but I, I just know, know we'll that see. I need I need that to happen on Sunday night because everything would like just insert me as like the the laughing Woody gif with fire around him. Just I I just want the chaos. Would love it. Evan, obviously not. Obviously not. But what if? I mean, all I want to do is just talk about Trey Lance, but we've basically done that three times. Uh, It's the only thing I could think of. I've sat here and watched Alex. The Christmas tree. No, I'm just Mm -hmm. saying I sat out here and I watched Alex Smith have his his end be a Alex Smith is terrible. Alex Smith is trash, you know, for all those years. And then he did well with Harbaugh and then had did really well with Andy Reed. Uh, you know, the opposite happened with cap. Like the only thing I want is I want Trey Lance to get a chance. So, I mean, obviously that's what I was going to say. Like, obviously not, but what if Dak Prescott not only gets injured, I mean, you know, what Jared talked about is exciting, but like, what if Trey Lance becomes the QB of Dallas for the very long future. What Mm. if this all ends with Trey Lance being the face of the franchise for the 49ers biggest rivalry for the last 50 years? Like, I don't know if I could handle every single game, like Cowboys having winning seasons, Cowboys winning playoff games with Trey Lance. And what if, what if, Brock Purdy ends up being the quarterback that every single team passed on seven times. By this point, it won't be Brock Purdy on the center for the Niners. It'll be, you know, you know, those uh, quarterbacks who didn't have names on NCAA 14. Oh, it'll be daddy Darnold. I was going to say Brandon Allen. God. Why, you, by the way, Kyle Shanahan loves Brandon Allen too. Kyle, Kyle Toy Story 4. He loves trash. This would be, this would be, like the only scenario where I would kind of want the Cowboys to like win a Super Bowl just because I want to just uh, I think Kyle Shanahan always has I mean to be they the can the they're one of the five six best teams in football okay. this year okay let's just chill they are the Cowboys this this is the only scenario where I would like relish in a Cowboys Super Bowl win just to like see it all why just... does no one want Dak to be happy and succeed let Dak no, be no, great we don't we I don't like Dak don't... Wait, okay. I have no issue with Dak. It's just he throws a lot of interceptions last year. And he might not Walt, this year. Walt, he did before last year. The Cowboys, so the Cowboys, man, everyone hates the Cowboys. 
figure it out. What do you mean? Why is this confusing to you? It's the Cowboys. They never win playoff games. The Niners All right, have beat well, them Sam two Donald's years in a row. the most talented quarterback Kyle Shanahan's actually ever had. The, the greatest arm that, that I mean, in 49ers history. It wouldn't surprise me. Right? It, it really wouldn't. He was a top 10 draft pick. Like People thought he was going to go number one overall. Remember he was, his family sitting in the stands with Jimmy Haslam in the cold during his pro day? Like he was supposed to go number one overall. People like he was the quote unquote most talented quarterback in that class. It wasn't that long ago. Like it wouldn't surprise me if Sam Darnold is the quarterback for the Niners in a Super Bowl this upcoming year. That wouldn't surprise me at all. I would not want that because as talented as we said Sam Darnold is, he has one major problem and he cannot A, read the field, B, feel <laughs> pressure, and C, do anything well when under pressure. Yeah, so, but Kyle so, lo- Kyle and him wear the same flip-flops and Ruka shirts, <laughs> and because of that, he loves him. Exactly. They're boys yeah. for life. He's going to throw for like five touchdowns against the Cardinals, and it's just going to completely destroy my brain. By the way, I, I dashed to uh, FanDuel to bet a, a lot of money on the commanders in week one. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Wait, oh, who yeah. Are the commanders have in week one? The Cardinals. Uh, can I just say real quick, can I just say before the end of the Kyle Shanahan situation, uh, Kyle Shanahan was was in in a position to have a black quarterback in, in uh, Colin Kaepernick, and he said no and brought in Brock Purdy, one of the whitest, or not Brock Purdy, Brian Hoyer, one of the whitest people you've ever seen in your life. And then Again, he finally is forced to have a black QB, and he immediately gets rid of him and then brings in Brandon Allen and Sam Darnold, the whitest QBs you've ever seen in your life. I'm just saying that maybe we should just maybe we should take a look at who Kyle's voting for. I just want to know. I want to see his voting records. Oh my God. Where was Kyle Shanahan January? Where was Kyle? Where was Kyle (laughs) Shanahan on January sixth? He was drawing up the plays. I've never like it's amazing. Like Kyle Shanahan's a big Lil Wayne fan. What are you talking about? That's that's like saying I voted for Obama twice. (laughs) Okay. Does that not clear him? No. Skip Bayless is a Lil Wayne fan. (laughs) Congratulations. I just want to know. He has been to a lot of parties with steady mob and playing and did not leave. Six foot, seven foot, eight foot punch, baby. God, so many parties. Wait, wait, underrated. Under, underrated Lil Wayne song. Six I don't want to hear Kyle Shanahan rap that. Just, I don't yeah. want to hear him. Excuse my charisma. Yeah, that would Rock not be good. Um, JP, of course not. Obviously not. But what if? What if Deshaun Watson's bad again? Oh, I like it. What if, what if he's bad? I, I don't think he's going to be bad again. I don't think so. I think the Browns offense is very talented. They have a lot of things going well for them. But what if Deshaun Watson just cannot find the same thing? What if it just isn't working and the Browns paid $230 million fully guaranteed for another lost season? What do, you, what do you do at this point? As a Browns fan, do you, are you just kind of like, accustomed to the pain or like is this like is it does this one hurt a little more because you traded multiple first round picks and gave him at the point at the time and still the only fully guaranteed contract in nfl history and now you're sitting here for six years you gotta see him play all like jokes aside and everything and any anything that we can say about deshaun watson i don't think that he's god awful i'm wondering if this is just like like i think that stefanski 
is a good offensive mind and I think he's a good play designer. What if this is just a situation where you've got a solid quarterback, a good coach and play designer, for some reason they just don't gel. Like he just doesn't fit in what Stefanski runs. I think that's very possible. And and if what you're saying does happen, they aren't going to get rid of Deshaun Watson. They're getting rid of Stefanski. So maybe they find somebody with an offense that is more akin to what Deshaun Watson's used to and more comfortable in. And maybe 2024, Cleveland, cross your fingers. But I think that if if it's a Deshaun Watson problem, it's not going to matter because he's not going to be the one who takes the fall for it. it it's going to be the head coach, not the $230 million quarterback. It's just going to be very weird because, like you said, I think the Browns' offense is actually going to look kind of fun this year. I think their entire team think, is so good. I think they're good. They're a talented team. But none of that will matter unless the quarterback plays well. And the last time we saw a full season of Deshaun Watson, he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. The, no, the, the, the Texans that was three years ago now. The Texans stunk. The Texans stunk. But it was three years ago. I don't know, man. There's Obviously, he's not going to be god-awful like he was last year. But what if he is? Like, it just... I don't know. You got a lot of questions to ask yourself. Three years ago, we were all watching The Last Dance, pretending like it was happening in real time. Tiger King was being talked about. Celebrities were singing for some reason over Zoom and making that weird video. That was a long time ago, man. I don't know. I, I think that anybody like penciling in Watson to be really good, I think that's a mistake just because, just because of how long it's been since we've seen that Deshaun Watson. It could just be that he's just not that guy anymore. Um, can the Browns but, be great if he's the 20th best quarterback in the NFL this year? I don't know if they can be great. Gonna be, I don't think it's going to be enough, especially okay. in the AFC where like everybody's pretty much good. Yeah. I don't know if 20th best quarterback is going to get you. They to can the be. Playoffs. They can be relevant and like in the hunt, but they can't do. Anything they need him to be league average or above, and I think he's going to be league average or above. I think, I think who would you bet on too. more right now, Wilson or Watson, to have a better year? Watson. Are we talking about Russell Wilson? Yeah, Russell Wilson. Or... <laughs> oh, cool. oh, I'm betting on Deshaun Watson. I, okay. Even I'll with the echo, like, would it, you can throw in the Sean Payton part of all this, and unfortunately for Russell Wilson, the Bra- the Broncos, the most cor- the the most cursed wide receiver organization on the planet. Like, if you're a receiver and you're drafted by the Broncos next year, ask for a trade. You need to yeah. go Eli Manning it. Like, I've, this I've is gotta, it's I've probably not going to go well. Next week. I've got a tryout in Denver next week. I'll yeah. still I'll still take Deshaun. Watson. Turn that down, Jared. I, I think I think Deshaun. I think I'm betting more on Deshaun being good with the Browns and Russ being good with the Broncos, mainly because Russ is like what 35, or he's yeah. he's he's up there in age. I, I don't know 35. if he's 35. Let's. I think he is 35. I think he's 34, 33. He Let's is see. 34, but he turns 35 this year. Uh, okay. okay so he's he gonna be 35. He's yeah. gonna be 35. He's 34, 35 years old. Yeah. Deshaun is what? Like he's like 26, 27. He's got to be older than that. He's because yeah, Lawrence it, started four years. He's got to be thirty. Oh no, he turns twenty-eight. Okay, twenty-eight. He's twenty-eight. Okay, twenty-eight. I'm betting on the younger guy. No, I, think, I, younger can, guy I can agree guy. with that. Yeah, but when you look at the AFC North, among those four, healthy Lamar, a healthy Deshaun, hell healthy Kenny Pickett for seventeen games, and then a healthy, uh, why I'm blanking on uh, Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow. What does that mean? Like, how does it shake out in that scenario? I'll tell you this. The Browns have a higher ceiling than the Ravens. 
They have a oh. lower, they have a lower floor, but they have a higher ceiling. I don't think the ceiling is higher. I, oh, I don't think the ceiling is higher. JP, the roster is so much better than Baltimore's. So I don't think better. I don't think it's that much better. I th- I really do. I, I really think one to fifty three. I would handedly take the Browns roster over the Ravens. And, I don't think it's that much better. I re- well, well, let me state my case real quick. In terms of the Ravens, I think that they have a better chance of disappointing, maybe more than the Browns, because I, what it's not a Lamar thing. I think he's very good. I don't trust any of their important offensive players to stay healthy all year. Odell, I'm not banking on him to stay healthy. J.K. Dobbins, not banking on that. And even then, J.K. Dobbins, doesn't, he doesn't move the knee. You can put just about any running back back there. They have shown, and they will succeed. It's a new offense. We'll see the new offense. We don't know how Todd Munkin's system is going to look in Baltimore. Not banking on Rashad Bateman to stay healthy. He's already struggling with that. Lamar, is he going to finish the season? Defensively, they're already banged up in the secondary. Outside of Roquan Smith, I don't love their, their linebacking core. Odafe always a dude right now. Their, front, like, their defensive line is fine but Baltimore I they don't scare me as a team man I think you should be I think the Ravens are going to be really really good this year I, I think know, man. I'm I'm all in on Todd Munkin in this offense how it looks how it's schemed up especially I'm just all it, in on Todd Munkin leaving the University of Georgia that's been my favorite I mean, offseason development he, Mike Bobo he, back in there love that He's been whooping the volunteers' ass for too long. He ain't uh, that's what I'm throat. saying. I'm agreeing with you, JP. Him out of here. I'm I'm here for it. So I really do like how his offense is schemed, how it's structured. Even at Georgia, they were running NFL condensed sets, NFL structures, and now you have actual NFL players with a former unanimous MVP at quarterback. Who is we need still... to stop bringing that up when we talk about Lamar Jackson. Man. No, no, no. It's been five I, years. No, let's, I don't let's... care. I do not care. Five do years, not JP. Care unanimous rich gannon won mvp too nobody else has gotten unanimous that's it was five years ago unanimous MVP. was it really five years ago has it been that long okay sure sure we don't have to bring that up even before he was injured he was playing at an mvp level oh he he looked great with a great garbage offensive room and this isn't a lamar thing man but what i'm saying is i'm I'm trusting not only the better quarterback, I think their receiver room, extremely talented. Love I, don't e- I don't even think you can trust the Browns offense to stay like healthy for a full year. I think Jedrick Wills, very much still a question mark at left tackle. Sure. You, you don't know who's going to step up at receiver outside of Amari Cooper. I mean, if you like Elijah Moore, I think he's going to be cool. I think he's going to be I the slot be only. Yeah. I think he's going to be a slot only guy. I don't have much faith in Donovan Peoples-Jones. I think he's, again, he's kind of just a guy. I like David Njoku. For some reason, I think that he'll surprise people just because if you go back to, like, the last six games of last year, him and Watson seem to have clicked in some level. Maybe that carries over. But even then, like, defensively, love that they brought in Jim Schwartz. Yeah. They, outside Dalvin Tomlinson, I still wonder how they're going to stop the run. Jeremiah Wusukoromoa, he's cool, linebacker. Don't like anybody else that they have especially when they have to play teams that are going to physically run the ball at them. And their secondary can't stay healthy. Denzel Ward is dealing with another concussion, which is very scary. I think this is yeah. like four concussions like since he's been in the NFL. Very scary. Um, Greg Newsom is kind of slot, kind of corner. You don't really know what he's doing. Uh, they signed Juan Thornhill, which I think is cool. But they also have a lot of question marks. And I also think that um, very quietly, the Ravens had one of the best defenses in the league last year once they added Roquan Smith. And Mike McDonald is awesome, an awesome coordinator. 
I'm all in on this Ravens team. I think this team is going to be really, really good, especially, you know, if Burrow is out for those first four games, like maybe the Ravens hop out to a lead that the Bengals can't catch in the AFC North. Like, and if we're asking, going back to the original question of who we trust more in that division between healthy Lamar, healthy Burrow, healthy Watson, healthy Kenny Pickett. Hold on. I need you guys real quick. Tua, okay, go for it. Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Brock Purdy, or Goff? Tua. Tua, Ooh. yeah. No, I, I would go Aaron Rodgers. I would go Rodgers. It's okay. I have Waddle, so I took him. You took who? Tua. Do we At believe Tua is playing seventeen I hope games? Do. I hope not. I hope he does. But you're not. I mean, I'm terrified. Yeah. I mean, I we. Know. By the way, talking, I auto drafted uh, Pat Fryermuth. Mm. Get ready for the Steelers. Get ready for those six yard outs, baby. Really not six excited. yard outs and six yard like curls. Yep. Darnell would be a fun league. I don't know great. how early Darnell Washington's going, but he would be someone I would stash. Darnell Washington early. is not going to be a good fantasy football player. Hmm. He's going to be a good me player. He's going to be yeah. a very good, <laughs> a good football JP player. player. He's going to be yeah, in blogs. He's he's gonna, I'm going to write about gonna, Darnell yes. Washington. He's going to eat people, but he's not going to be a fantasy football guy. Darnell yeah. Washington, big blog guy. But yeah, in uh, terms of like quarterbacks, I would say I'd rank them Burrow, Lamar, Deshaun, Pickett. Like At their absolute best, yeah. Like if they all reach whatever their current ceilings as they are viewed are right now, yeah, I would, I would agree. I think Pickett's going to have a better year than Deshaun Watson personally. Um, but in terms of like everybody at their absolute peak right now, yes, I would agree. I'm excited for like, it's going to be tough to, can you say pick it to Pickens fast? Like that's tough because the, gonna be there's going to be a good connection there. You don't have, don't have to, of course. Uh, don't have to create separation where you can just dunk on everybody. Of course not. But what if the Steelers are the number one seed? Oh, wow. Okay. Mm. Jarrett, um, <laughs> is that your final one here? What if the Steelers are the number one seed in the AFC? I don't think it's impossible. Hold on. Make the case. T- uh, I, obviously not. But what sure. if the Pittsburgh Steelers are the number one seed in the AFC, Jarrett Bailey? Of course not. But let me let me give you their schedule because it is a daffodil. All right. So they start off in, against San Fran at home. I think mm. they win that game. Ooh. Then they play Cleveland uh, on Monday night at home. I think they're going to split games with the Browns. They play the Raiders on the road. They're going to lose to the Raiders. They haven't beaten the Raiders on the road since 1995. They are not good against Wait, the Raiders. Wait, really? They suck against the Raiders. I don't know huh. why. They're, they are. I would bet my life they are losing that game. A game they shouldn't lose, and it's in the first quarter That's of the so season. That's so random. As a Steelers fan, I know they will lose one of their first four <laughs> games that they absolutely should not lose. The Raiders will be that game. Then they play against Houston. I think they'll, the Texans will give them a fight. I think the Steelers will win. So worst case scenario of two and two, three and one, I think they'll be through the first four. They play Baltimore, then the Rams, the Jaguars, they'll lose to Jacksonville, the Titans, the Packers, the Browns again. They don't play Cincinnati for the first time until November. And then they play the Cardinals, the Patriots, the Colts, the Bengals again, close out Seattle and Baltimore. I think that's... How do you not do Steelers-Bengals until November? Because yeah. that's when the games actually matter. Yeah, yeah, when they get cold and they hurt and they're painful and they're that's fun to real, watch. That's real yeah. AFC North football, right? That's there. AFC North football, buddy. Yeah. So I think that... That would be funny, my... though, if they just saved all the divisional games until November. They just only divisional games, the final <laughs> back half of the schedule. Like college football. I mean, yeah, a little bit. 
So that's what we want to see anyway. We all want to see them in the cold. We want to see Baltimore, Pittsburgh in December. We don't want to see it in September. My first game by game predictions, I think I did like what I. What was the record there, by the way, in this scenario? Yeah, I'm getting to it. My so my first game by game after free agency, I think I had them going. Their total absolute peak was twelve and five. I think if everything goes, that's not a number one seed though. I don't think. I'm I'm set. That's my personal. Could they surprise everybody and maybe go a thirteen and four? And maybe the the AFC though at twelve and five, there's going to be a lot of people beating up on each other in the AFC. Maybe that's good enough just because there's going to be a lot of self deprecation to teams in the AFC to be a number one seed. I don't think it's impossible with the offense looks. I know it's just preseason. We're gonna we say that a lot. Take it with a grain of salt. Five drives, five touchdowns. It looks like they're letting Kenny Pickett move, like push the ball downfield more. Against the, against your Atlanta Falcons, they had completions of 33 and 35. Oh, hold yeah, on. The Falcons, I was hold lining that. up at corner in that game against the Steelers. Let's calm it down. Let's calm I, it down. They didn't play I, anybody. Did I not just say it was the preseason take it with a grain of salt? Well, not even just that. I'm saying it's even further. Like, the Falcons, po- like, punted all together. Like, the- Tomlin played his starters, and we were all, all week, all Falcons, were like, oh, this is going to be fun. Tomlin's doing it. There's, like, a little agreement that the Falcons are going to try, and they're going to take it seriously for a quarter. We're going to see Dez versus Pickett. We're going to see some Kyle Pitts action. Cal- no, not at all. The not, only nobody thing- played. Hold the only on. reason I bring that up is because I cannot remember the last time the Steelers had two completions of 30 plus yards on the same drive, or if they let their quarterback throw the ball 30 oh, plus that'd be yards nice, on the same Cause I'm drive. not going to see any of that this year. So that's the only reason I bring it up. The Falcons mm. haven't been serious about anything football related. Okay. That was unnecessary. Jared, so, back to you. <laughs> so when you look at the improvements that they've made, especially on the offensive line on the left side of the ball, uh, Dan Moore. It looks like Dan Moore is going to start off the season as a starting left tackle. He had a really nice camp and a really nice preseason. They're not going to rush Broderick Jones, who's still kind of fixing things in pass pro. He got better throughout the preseason, but they're not going to rush it. Uh, Isaac Samalo at left guard, such a maybe the most underrated signing of the offseason because the Steelers ran the ball to the left side uh, the 24th amount of times in the NFL. The reason that they one of the reasons that they stunk at running the ball a lot last year is one, well, Najee Harris is dealing with a toe, but everybody knew they weren't going to go to the left side because they stunk at it. So gives them more diversity in the run game. Darnell Washington on that left side is where he's predominantly going to be with Fryermuth on the right. They're going to run the ball a little bit more than people expect, and they've got a lot of mouths in that offense. Dante Johnson, really good at gaining natural separation. George Pickens doesn't need to get natural separation because he's going to moss you at least twice a game. Fryermuth at tight end. Jalen Warren spelling Najee Harris defensively. They got, they somehow got better. Still got the, the usual suspects of Watt, Hayward, Fitzpatrick, Nick Irving's going to rotate in uh, as an edge rusher. Pat Peterson is still, I think he's still got a year of really solid football in him. Levi Wallace is quietly a really good CB two. Joey Porter will rotate in. They're not going to rush him either. They're the middle of their defense off ball linebackers, Quan Alexander, Alandon Roberts, Cole Holcomb, this is a very well-built team that doesn't really have any glaring needs outside of maybe nickel cornerback, because I don't know if I love Shannon Sullivan. Elijah Riley was a guy who played himself onto the roster. That is really my only glaring hole for the Steelers. I think that Pickett has shown enough where I think he'll take. I don't think he's going to be elite, but can he do like a 23 touchdown, 10 pick season? Yeah, I think that they have all the potential in the world to be a really good team this year. Mm-hmm. I love so, the optimism. So before before I go full hater, I, I get it. I, I think the Steelers are going to be much improved this year. Is 23 touchdowns, 10 interceptions going to be enough to get you a one seed? Oh, oh. 
So in terms of the one seed, do I think that would be, I guess we are talking in case of the one seed. Mm. Their defense would have to be damn good. The defense would have to go nuclear. Absolutely. That that would have to be 08 Steelers like type of defense if they if they want to get the one seed. And this is also like Oh hear me out. Or like Jalen Warren and and Najee Harris become like Ahmad Bradshaw and Brandon Jacobs and both run for one K apiece. That's that's the only other scenario I see that. And I don't see that happening. I just don't trust that I don't trust Kenny Pickett enough yet to be like, yeah, I can see that, especially oh, in the, especially in the AFC where like you're gonna have to like you're gonna have to wrestle that number one seed away from the Chiefs, and they don't give if that Ryan, up easily. I, if Ryan Tannehill can do it, I think that the Steelers can do it. Derrick Henry ran for two thousand yards. That's fine. He didn't run for two K that year. Sure. Anyway, they you I don't I don't trust it. Don't don't trust. Oh, I don't it. think it's going to happen. I'm just saying, is there a chance? Yeah. <laughs> I think they're gonna. I, I'm still. They're, they're gonna win the AFC North. I'll put my name on that. I'll keep putting my name on that. Ooh. I've put my name on that all. I have, have I not done, said that yet on this show? I've no. Said it on every other show. Oh, we haven't yeah. done. We haven't done our uh, predictions yet. But I guess oh. like there. There's my. There's a. Well, next week mine. is our predictions. Next week is our prediction show before the regular season gets yeah. started here. I've been putting my name on that all off season in terms of, yeah, but absolutely. Ooh. That is my, maybe my hotter take of the off season, but yeah, Steelers. And I thought my Falcons are coasting to a 12 and five NFC South championship. I think well, that's, that's a little bit hotter, but mm. both y'all are going to hell for that, but I'll come back. JP gets a Trevor Lawrence and just thinks the world revolves around Jacksonville. You get yourself a franchise quarterback, and then it's just all these plebeians out here, not not serious franchises. You should try having one post 2018. I would like to have one again. You you know, maybe you should try. It's great. It's fun. It's awesome having that kind of quarterback. I will say this too: the majority of like breakout quarterbacks, Mahomes in his second year, Joey B, you know, coming Lamar, they were all in their year two. Kenny Pickett mm-hmm. is going into year two. I'm not saying there's really you know any any correlation to that, but I'm also not saying there's not any correlation to that. You know. Also, they mm-hmm. still employ Matt Canada. That's they do. <laughs> that's still a major. <laughs> of course not. But what if? What if Matt Canada is awesome and we're all wrong? <laughs> that is the big what if here. What if Matt Canada just decides to become Bill Walsh reincarnated? Hey, that's, I don't know. You man. never know. You never know. I guess you never know. Um, JP, what can the good folks check out from you and the team over at SBNation.com this week? So we got a bunch. We're gonna have a bunch of college football stuff going up. Week one of the college football season is officially here. Uh, one of my good buddies, one of my co-writers, Mark Schofield, is gonna have a piece going up about Drake May. I got something cooking up about a uh, a certain Duke quarterback who I think is probably going to be very good and probably is QB three entering the NFL draft this year. So that should be fun. That's gonna be something you should look out for. Um, other than that, just gonna be watching film, see what I'm doing, watch what I'm watch what I'm doing. Maybe I'll post some more Plankton uh, AI song covers. We'll see what happens. I love it. What about you, Jarrett, over on usatoday.com and everywhere else? Um, the Michael Vick interview is now live, so go watch, read all. It was yes. so good. It was a great interview. I watched it. It was good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that dearly. I, I Genuinely, that means a lot to me, so thank you. 
um, that was a blast. Mike, great guy, and uh, really appreciate the fact that he let me you know tell a little bit of his story post post career. It was really cool. Um, the the most useless article you will read the 2023 all preseason team on USA Today. Go go and read that. There's a lot of Cleveland Browns. Do you know on who it. did not make that list? Hmm. Jalen Mayfield did not make that list. TJ Watt went ahead and ended that career well, at that Jaylen swing Mayfield tackle spot. Jalen Mayfield ain't making a lot of lists unless he's he did not Nick, make a list this Nick, week. Nick, Nick Urbig also made sure Jalen Mayfield didn't make that list because he threw his hands down and went inside on him and ate whoever was at quarterback. I think it was Logan Woodside. Yes. at that time. So maybe when I say Jalen Mayfield was it may be the worst Falcons draft pick of my lifetime. I'm not understating it. Like I, everything he did was horrific where did like, he go to school michigan yes okay. maybe he'll make the xfl list oh, that would be maybe. fun wouldn't it um yeah, but i don't but wish maybe. ill will but like he was genuinely the worst Awful. falcons draft pick of my lifetime did and you have three first round picks for him oh goodness gracious. good god <laughs> no but we drafted him and he played a lot of snaps and was bad for a lot of snaps like well, really, really bad. The worst left guard in football, and it wasn't really close. And then they were like, "Last chance, swing tackle." Nope, not gonna do that either. Gonna be the worst swing tackle in football. Actually, he was ta- like Jalen Mayfield was one thousand percent horrific at every so, offensive line position he played in the NFL. I do genuinely think when I worked for Football Outsiders, Jalen Mayfield was the worst offensive lineman that we had graded like in 2020 2021 like he was the worst yeah like the bottom of the list and there were a bunch of bad teams in the pandemic yes and as someone who watched every snap of his it was uh it was felt in real time so go read the yeah the 2023 all preseason team again means absolutely nothing we know who's at quarterback though america's quarterback i'm not gonna say his name i'm not gonna ruin it but we all know who i'm talking about um and then by this time Literally at this time next week. What are you laughing at, JP Acosta? I was going to make a joke there, but I decided not to. Go ahead, do it. Now I'm curious. (laughs) America's quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Oh, no. I thought you were going to say America's America's quarterback, Trey Lance, because he's now on America's team. That would have been... Well, when you really look at America... Seems like Deshaun Watson. Is yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't argue that one. Well, to, to not end on that note, um, at this time next week, I will be finishing up the, well, I guess the second iteration of power rankings for USA Today, the week one edition going into week one. My quarterback rankings with the first iteration of those uh, uh, behind the steel curtain on SB Nation. So uh, my Tuesdays will be, well, I guess my Mondays will be very busy. Uh, doing a lot of rankings, so those will start next week. And then, yeah, listen to the pump fake. Um, I will be doing my um, final edition of my preseason award predictions this week. So, who I think will be MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, rookie, all that fun stuff. I'll tell you who I think will win all those awards. So, listen to the pump fake for that. There you go, Evan. You feeling better? Uh, I'm. So, I'm so tired, dude. But are you I feeling would... better? After this pod, do you feel better about Trey Lance? Are you yeah, feeling, man. Can you be happy? Your team's gonna win a lot of games. I listen. I went to Disneyland yesterday. You I didn't die. I didn't die. Did you enjoy uh, it? Are you too old for the rides? Did they hurt? Are you sore today? So I've never. I haven't been on a roller coaster since third grade. So Ooh. we 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 started out with the Guardians ride, which is Tower of Terror. Oh, we started there, 
And uh, I got to say, it was a lot less scary than obviously young third grade Evan thought it would be. Um, we did the Incredibles ride, which was super fast. I got overall, man, I think Disneyland's hella overrated. Oh, this is Disney like World. I've, I'm Disney team, World's team better. But it's just like I'm sitting here thinking and first off I was in, I was I was more enamored by the the supply chain the logistics the <laughs> you know like the the like the fact like, like how they have everything perfectly organized so that like the experience is constantly going <laughs> like like it, that was what was impressive to me but like I I have friends who are literally like oh I like to go once a month and I just don't get it like I obviously now granted I will say caveat I didn't get to go to Disneyland I went to California Adventure uh, so mm. I didn't get to see Galaxy's Edge, Star Wars, which I would love to see. But, like, it was a lot of walking. It was 92 degrees out. We took a lot of breaks. A lot of breaks. <laughs> uh, you know, the that sounds food, like my personal hell. The food was okay. We honestly, we got lucky. Like, the lines were we, like, I don't think we waited in line more than 25 minutes. We had one of the rides that was the one my buddy wanted to go on was closed all day. And then as we were walking past it, they were just like, we're opening. We were just got on and we did the ride. And once we got off the ride, it looked, it was a 75 minute wait. So we like got in there, but uh, I had fun, but I don't, I'm not going to Disneyland and someone else, unless someone's like, Hey, I want to go to Disneyland while I'm in LA. So two things here, two things. One, Going to, with all due respect, going to Disneyland and then immediately admiring the supply chain is the second most washed thing I've heard on this <laughs> podcast, and that's behind Morning Dew. Love a good Morning Dew. Saw Groundhog oh, today enjoying the Morning Dew. That oh. was fantastic. The Morning the Dew does rule. The sheer machine that is organizing and hurting tens of thousands of people all in a day is just. It's insane to think about like big brothers watching at all times, trying to make sure everything's good. I literally I was, a tycoon. I know what it's like. I don't it's, like, it's I don't like Boba. Park. I don't like the Boba balls, right? The tapioca Boba balls or whatever. I just I don't, know, whatever. I got a drink like in, but anyways, yeah. Uh, I got a drink, like an alcoholic beverage that had that in there from like, you know, Ant-Man's little whatever. And I was like, oh, I don't like this. And I, dog, I took a spoon before I could even get one of them out. Someone was on my shit. Like, can I get you a new one? <laughs> I was just like, yes. What the, like it like I'm just it was insane it was insane I I I I'm very impressed with it but yes I am watched yeah. so second thing is I've only been to Disney World so my opinion is very biased but I do think Disney World is better than Disneyland there's just more things to do in for Disney everything World. I've heard I, that Disneyland is more of a pure Disneyland experience but Disney World is bigger. There's a whole lot more stuff. There's four theme right. parks instead of just Disneyland, California. Yeah, because they tried to make it a whole city. It is they a whole want, city. I, they wanted to like incorporate. Yeah, um, like when, when you enter a theme park or like enter the Disney World Resort area, there are no mosquitoes. You Never know, what, yeah, but do you know what Di Disneyland has that Florida Disney World doesn't? What is less Floridans? That's true. That's very, very fair. Very fair. That's that's skews it a lot in Disneyland's uh, favor. But either way, it was fun. Uh, you guys, 
I don't know. I don't know about I'm thinking about starting a TikTok now that the season's starting that's just 49ers. I feel like that's something that I should have done a long time ago. Maybe you guys could talk me into it. I you should know. do it. That'd be fun, especially the immediate reactions. Like and it's right. better than putting it on X, right? Twitter, whatever. Just put them on TikTok and everything. So I'm just look, thinking maybe. about how much I how much I viscerally hate Disney World after mm. we talked about that. Never been to any of them. I've been to SeaWorld like seven times. And I, Disney I World is fun. Disney World is more fun. of a aquarium zoo. I, I like the animal parts of it. I like, would have loved to have seen animals more, but SeaWorld's a bad place. Nobody should go there. Well, look, I was seven and twelve and like there I, I look, my I know, but I part of me, I like the orcas. I saw it and I was like, that was cool. The orcas are cool. I'm pro orca. And you don't know. You're just young and dumb. And you just see big fish. And you're like, that's cool. My my only trip to Disney World, I was 17. It was in July. It was 97 degrees in humid. It's always like that. Yeah. It was 92 degrees. It's a different heat. No, 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 no. California heat and Florida heat. I'm not saying it's the same. I'm just saying that it's. You're outside and it's so hot. Uh, it's super hot thing. though, Evan. I'm telling no, no, you, no. like you feel I slimy. You sweat it's... more. I get it. I, I I know it's worse. I'm just the saying humidity. I'm just saying being outside when it's that hot of any stature, whether it's humid mm-hmm. or not, and doing seven hours, six hours, it's crazy. I have never prayed to whatever god that would listen to take me from so. this planet and. This. I was How ready to meet you my made, maker. You made the How, rookie, you made a rookie mistake. The rookie mistake was going to Disney World in July. Oh, it wasn't my choice, children. man. No, I'm saying like <laughs> the mistake is going to Disney World in July when you don't have small children. That is yeah. that's the most busy. That's the busiest time of the year, by all accounts in terms of attendance, in terms yeah. of people staying at resorts. Busiest time of the year. It's also the hottest time of the year in the state of Florida. You just you don't go during the peak summer hours, which is right. June, July, August. And then you kind of don't want to go during Christmas or New Year's because that's yeah. when they're doing all the fun stuff, the fun Christmas stuff. The best times to go are around the little, like the March, February time, because that's before spring break for kids in Florida, which is around like April. Yeah. And so nobody's going to be there. And then like September, October, November, those are the, those are the best times to go. There's no November I could do. I think November would be cool. Not a lot of kids. Not yeah. going to be too hot. The lines are going to be shorter. It's basically like you're going to have most of the resort to yourself unless like some kid, like a couple of kids will be there. But that's just come from me having like years of experience sure. and like doing this Disney thing a whole lot. Like another thing you're supposed to do, you bring you bring your own waters. Just mm-hmm. just bring a water bottle. You don't have to pay for anything and you always have water. You always I have got water. my Nalgene at all times. I think I'll be all right. Exactly. You br- you bring a little water bottle. You maybe bring like a little snack or two along for the ride. And you'll not have to spend as much. Maybe it's just I will say this. The one thing I didn't do, which I was very happy, is I didn't drink a lot. I had one outdoor hot beer. You know, it's hot out, cold beer. And that was great. Having a cold beer in the heat is That's great. The first but cold I- beer. Very the, high yeah, on the ranking of beers. Right. But like, but other than that, I going there and getting drunk seems like a wild choice. So Epcot, you do this thing called drinking around the world. I know. So, yeah, I've seen that. I've never done it, but I want to. You start in wherever you want to go for a around the world showcase and you just have a drink at every stop. 
There are 12 stops. So not to be confused uh, with Russell Crowe's fighting around the world. Not to be confused <laughs> with that. You probably should not fight at Disney World, although it has happened recently. People I've seen lots of those videos too. Uh, that is the that's the worst kind of fight to get into. Like the fight oh, at Disney hot, World, sweaty. It's hot, sweaty. You just nobody's here to fight. Like you fight you fighting in front of the five year olds who just want to go see Minnie Mouse, and you you out here throwing hands. They put they put you in Disney jail for that. And Disney jail is not really like super serious, but it is like embarrassing to say, yeah, I got put in Disney jail for trying to beat up some middle-aged man who tried to cut in line for a Mickey Mickey bar. Is there a better feeling in this world than going from like a super, super like hot outside into a place with air conditioning, taking a shower, and then coming out and drying off and just being like cool? There is, there is one pretty good feeling. Hmm. Watching the fireworks at Disney at night. Peak. Peak. I'm telling you, it's awesome. It's just awesome. They had they got the music going. They got the they light up the uh, castle with like they have some of the animation on the castle. It's very cool. And then Epcot does one where it's like around they do harmonious around the world. It's very cool. Objectively, very cool. I thought you were gonna say something else and go down a, a dirty path before we. No, 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 no. I was gonna I was gonna see if we we're gonna gonna rank the best kind of beers, but because we said like the outdoor beer, it's the top beer, shower beer. Never um, shower beard before. That seems like a that seems like a level of like alcoholism where I just don't want to reach. <laughs> if I'm having a beer in the shower, like that at that point, I'm like, yeah, get somebody give me some help. First beer of vacation. Yes. Good beer. Good beer. Great beer. Um, the first beer and a night with the boys. That's a top beer mm. for me. Like are you talking like like during the pregame or like get to the bar? You get beer. to the bar. Get to the bar beer. Hmm. Chase, would you like to <laughs> any good beers on your mind? Uh, we'll talk after. Uh, JP, <laughs> Jarrett, Evan, always a pleasure, and I'll talk to y'all next week. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas podcast. Hell yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 